0: Right, my number twelve is a film I don't think Tara seen. This is Another Earth, which uh, again, a little indie, a little a little art housey, and this is a uh, Britt Marling who went on to do the O.A. on Netflix, which uh, lasted two seasons and unfortunately didn't get to do any more. Um, but it's very much her. She she stars in it, but she's also wrote the script. I believe uh, she's a writer, and you can tell she has a very distinct kind of like feeling tone she likes to give her her stuff. And this is this is a movie about. Basically, one day, one day, in the sky appears a second Earth. Uh, it's, you know, it's about as big as the moon, like in terms of what it looks like. And this other Earth appeared. Now, admittedly, this movie does not really go into, at least from memory, like why like tides and shit aren't like all acting crazy because there's another planet so close. But um, roll with it because it's a really it's a it's a little sci-fi drama. Because what happens sure. is
1: it, it's a premise that's set up in order to, to say yeah. okay. Go with it because we have something to say about
0: yeah. humanity
1: or something, right?
0: So Brett Marling, uh, her character is drunk driving and she acts and she kills a family. Uh, she you know, she she kills like this this guy's wife and kid, and mm-hmm. it cuts months later and there's like talking. Yeah. The sci-fi stuff about the the Earth is just kind of stuff that's in the background where you hear the news say, "Oh, we're gearing up to maybe have the first flight to the new Earth." and like presumably they're doing the same thing and everyone's speculating what the earth is and so on but the the actual drama of it is her trying to go and befriend the husband that lost his his family but but without telling them that who she is she kind of like i mean i don't even think she does it intentionally at first she she kind of like runs into him or something like that but um it's kind of this drama about her trying to like find redemption she can't live with herself um and it just it plays with this idea like like the other earth is full, full of different people or is it copies of all of us? Mm. You know? Um, and one of the things it actually plays with is that the idea that the other Earth is identical and this is, I guess, a male spoiler, but this is quite early on I think it, this is brought up, or at least I, I remember knowing this at, anyway, is that the other Earth is it actually at least they theorised the other Earth is identical, or at least it was until the night that they appeared to each other, and that's where things changed. Um, and things only were different. It's, it's, it's a really cool little indie movie. Um and i like it i like it i like not it works for everyone i, I think it's the tone and the pacing is the sort of thing that may put some people off but um if you like this sort of little indie movie uh, i really recommend it so uh what is your well, number behind
1: your list so mm. yeah.
0: what, what's your number 11
1: okay. my number 11 is the martian hey <laughs> another repeat but uh yeah i again uh I time and time I lose faith in Ridley Scott, and then every now and then he just comes out with a with a gem. It's just like this movie is is fun. It's emotional. It's um, got a, a a great performance from uh, um, Matt Damon, who basically has to just stare in, into the camera and do a YouTube video <laughs> for like half the movie, or if not more, um, but like half the scenes and uh it's it's uh got beautiful effects like you really do feel like you're on mars when you're watching it and it is
0: uh joe is it's it's, it's great i think what i love about it is not only how dangerous it is but how the whole movie is about he's got a great line at the end i won't spoil it but there's a great line at the end about how you just have to keep solving problems and i i think that's what the movie is it's like all these problems okay first of all how do i eat (laughs) like how do i do this and how do i survive this way how do i achieve this thing i get
1: water um, yeah. let's grow some potatoes. Some yeah. potatoes.
0: Some potatoes. <laughs> very good. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I I think uh I I, I mean I, I like I said, I, I listened to the audiobook and the the book is just as good and I, I think it, the movie is just a, a very faithful adaptation. There's some things that are not included, but you gotta do that sometimes when you adapt things to the screen Mm -hmm. and i i love it i love this movie it was just such a surprise and i think it was one of my favorites of the year when it came out so it was definitely always gonna be high on my list
0: yeah uh my number 11 is annihilation Ooh. yeah that's uh alex garland movie um and this is the sort of thing where when I watch this again, I might even go up higher. And I think the, the one point against it when I watched this is that it was just about six months before this, I saw Stalker for the first time, uh, the Tarkovsky film. And that movie is clearly the inspiration for this. So like this movie, it, 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 as much as like Interstellar is Nolan's uh, 2001, this is Alex Garland's Stalker. Like, it really well, is.
1: I mean, this movie is from a book series.
0: Oh, really? Which, uh, well, in that case... I don't case, know when it came out. In that case, the book... Uh, might have been inspired heavily by stalker uh, unless it's an ancient book in which case fair enough but like there's a lot of similarities um and it's you know this this uh, the men can't go in there but <laughs> in this bubble basically this something's landed mm. on earth and it's made this bubble and it's expanding gradually so they've sent like a team in to go and try and find out at the epicenter what's causing this and can we do anything about it uh, it has a really sort of surreal atmosphere as they go through this there's really unnatural it is so, things
1: it's so dreamlike yeah there's something about it being in it that's like it, it's very calming and mm-hmm. like a lot of weird stuff is happening but it's almost like you're you're watching it through the lens of a but, dream where but, it's like do i have control should i be
0: afraid but there's also right. weird things happening to the nature There's mutations yeah. uh, it
1: is so beautiful
0: there's a there's a i'll just say a bear at one point that is it very is, memorable
1: terrifying yeah Very that scenes
0: and really honestly the, the the ending the last like 10 15 minutes actually gave me really under the skin vibes since you mentioned that one already
1: definitely yeah. definitely uh, i mean i think uh that the last part of the film is where a lot of people get turned off by the film but i
0: oh, it's the best I part really loved it it's the best part of the movie is that the last 10 oh, 15 I minutes loved it. yeah. it's great i think it was such a great payoff um, it's really again it's a sort of thinking person sci-fi where it doesn't just spell out things to you you have to kind of like you know and it's got it's some, va- some open-ended elements to it where you it's open to interpretation at the end mm-hmm. um, and it definitely wants you to think about what you're seeing and to think about what it means and what is this entity or being or or whatever it is like what is it and what does it, you know, what does it want what is its purpose these are yep. all interesting questions and obviously it studies the human drama as well and all of this is really interesting stuff um, now admittedly Stalker, <laughs> which is a lot more kind of like less visually stunning uh, although it's really well directed for, for what it is because Tarkovsky's great at that but um, that movie when I saw it right you know just a few months before this was like a straight 10 out of 10 like me and Connor both gave it a 10 and that's the only time I think me and Connor have ever watched a movie for the first time and both gave it a 10 immediately we were so wow. in love with it um, <laughs> so Annihilation only suffers because it's got that to be compared to and it came out like a, like a 9 out of 10 <laughs> And it's like, it's obviously amazing. It's just, you know, like I, I can't wait to watch it again away from that scrutiny. But um, it is starting to look at. Uh, cast are pretty solid. But it's all the ideas and the visuals and just some really haunting kind of moments and ideas that really make mm-hmm. it work. Uh, and yeah, haunting is a good word for it. And when it comes to science fiction, if it's got ideas that keep me thinking or it's got ideas or mechanics because of the sci-fi that makes it entertaining in a way uh, then those are the things that I look for one of those two things and this is definitely the the, the ideas that make me think and make me ponder life and meaning and you know are we all just you know are we all just a a wheel on the road running out of spins i don't know <laughs> i try to be, I try to say something nice really, <laughs> really really pretentious but i just couldn't do it you
1: try to go deep huh yeah um
0: i, I was actually trying i was i was trying to kind of like steal something from the last season of twin peaks it was, it was, it was an intentionally silly moment with this pretentious character oh, uh, i've
1: never seen it so uh i know,
0: <laughs> it I, know. Been lost me anyway. I know i was hoping something I, I mean i wasn't misremembered for the record i remember what the quote was it was uh, uh it made the the road rise up to or I remember it vaguely <laughs> maybe the road rise up to meet your wheel or something like that it was the lane but anyway uh, so that was my number 11 which means we're actually entering the top 10
1: ooh we're in the end game now yep end game's not number 10
0: <laughs> so Tara why don't you kick us off with your number 10 my
1: number 10 is Ex Machina
0: Oh, 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 oh wow! That's a neat little. So, Alex Garland, who directed Annihilation, the film he did before <laughs> that was Ex Machina.
1: Yes, another excellent science fiction movie about about artificial intelligence and the possible, you know, ramifications of creating something that um, is too human and trusting something because it is human-like and it's it's really i mean i guess technically there are four people in the film but there are it's it's really just the the interactions between the three people and is he being manipulated was she created for him specifically or is he um uh, like trying to like i think you're watching her try to prove that she deserves to be human But it turns out to be something so much worse. (laughs) And I I really uh, was surprised when I went and saw this one. I went and saw it, and I was the only person in the theater. And (laughs) I heard it was decent. So uh, my expectations were kind of low. I mean, even when something has somewhat decent reviews, people go to the movies. So, uh, But, yeah, I was the only one in the theater and uh, was totally immersed in the whole story and I think it's uh I think it's masterfully done. The the visual effects won that year for the Oscar and like it is seamless. All the yeah, it's 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 great. Again, Alex Garland, I I anything he does I will go see.
0: <laughs> if this came out the same year as an apes movie I will fight I will I'll be upset about it. <laughs> But if not, then I fair enough. I don't think so. If if not, then fair enough. It deserved to win. <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: think so. But I remember being surprised when it
0: won. So, because
1: it, I mean, that makes sense. Like, it is seamless. And for the budget it had. Yeah, it was a relatively low budget. Be, like, things, you know, with a huge budget, which you know were in the category. Yeah, um, yeah. It was impressive.
0: Actually, one of the weirdest snubs for me in terms of visual effects, because even though obviously I'm not going to stand here and stick up for anything else in Transformers, but Transformers visual effects that when that first one came out were kind of mind blown, like how good they looked. Oh yeah. And Definitely. that year, I'm pretty sure the Golden Compass with that shitty CG polar bear one, <laughs> and I could, I was like, what? What?
1: <laughs> I saw a helicopter transform into a robot. <laughs>
0: yeah, baffling. Okay, fine. Baffling. Uh, my number ten is Dread. Whoa. <laughs> Carl Orban is here. He's back from Star Trek Beyond. Oh, this was first, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> He's back from Star Trek Beyond, and uh, he never takes his helmet off. This, this is mm-hmm. do you know what this do you know what this movie is, and why it's so good is that it's a John Carpenter movie that John Carpenter never get around to directing.
1: Yeah, that's what I it you is. See that.
0: It feels like that, and like Lena L- Hedy is the villain Hedy. is it very good or yeah. TD? is that how you pronounce it um, she's really good uh, the that's villain. how I've always
1: pronounced it I don't
0: know I love that it's all set in the one building it's, you know, it's this block war this skyscraper he goes in and he's just try to get the bad guy I love Judge Anderson as well I think she's really likeable and gives it the, yep. the, the heart because obviously Dred doesn't really have heart he's, you know, he's stoic he's very you know he's dread. yeah um and do I love because you know like I do kind of love how cheesy and stupid the Sloan movie is right and I loved and I always joke about how many ways they say I am the law law, I am the law I am the law but you know what I love about this is this movie says it once and it makes you wait for it. So when he says "I am the law," you you basically jizz your pants. It's like the you this. <laughs> it, it feels so good. Like he just like because he gets on the comms because everyone like thinks they've gotten beat because he's outnumbered. They've got many guns. It's like a tire. Ty- it's gangs and gangs and gangs of people, and Red's on his own. And he gets on this like you know like comm system and says, "You're not above the law." Or you know he doesn't say that line. But you know he's like. You're not above this. I'm coming for you. You're not getting away with it. I am the law, and that's it. And he just—have uh, you
1: seen the raid films?
0: I have, yes.
1: I have not seen them, but I've heard often that this gets compared to those films. Uh, the first
0: one, the second one, not not really, but the the first one is compared to it because it, again, it's in one building, but it's it's, it's the martial <laughs> arts version of dread. Um, I think, uh, dread is better overall, even though the stunt work in the raid is phenomenal. I I think the raid two is better than the raid one, though. Um. I'm, I haven't seen any of them, but and I saw. <laughs> I'd like to because I also really love dread. I actually saw the raid two in theaters, uh, and they're Indonesian films. I actually saw uh, an Indonesian film from Netflix last year called The Night Comes for Us, which is actually was a very good fighting action movie. I recommend that. Mm-hmm. A lot of good stuff in that. Um, Checking it. Out. But uh, what was I say? Yeah, I, I saw the raid two in theaters, and it was one of those things where it was when I went to the theaters in the city, so they had a bit more stuff like foreign films that I wouldn't normally get. And I I see the raid two because I like the first one. And I just remember there was a guy, like this really nerdy guy, like like in the row in front of me, like sort of over at the end. And every so often he would laugh and slap his knee when something cool happened. And he was just, <laughs> he was so into it. And that's really rare. Like, Americans may not realise this, but British people in cinemas are pretty respectful and quiet. And yeah. unless it's a comedy, obviously if something's funny you'll hear laughter, but there's no woos and hollering. There's no, like... You know, no one, no one audibly does anything other than laugh. I think we know that about the Brits. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so this was really, this really stuck out. Is this guy was just it felt comfortable enough to start. Like everyone else is like dead quiet, uh, and he's like, <laughs> and, and I remember yeah. like, and I remember sitting That's there. Awesome. I, I was sitting there like you know getting ready to leave, and the credits were rolling, really, and he was like you know up first, and he was walking. I just remember looking down because it was like well, this was this theater had like the steps going down, but the the, the seating mm-hmm. was very raised. And I just remember walking down and he sort of like had to turn to go round the aisle that sort of went, you know, went round the sort of front of the seats. And I just remember he was sort of dancing as he was walking out. And I just, this, <laughs> this visually, this, this nerd with long hair and a hat on just really stuck with me. This guy was really into this. And I could tell he was an anime fan and no offense to anime fans, but he was definitely an anime fan. Oh, I know the type. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And I just remember he was—he was so into it. He was so gleeful, and I'm not even making fun of him. I was just like, he's really into this, and it is really cool what we're seeing. So, fair play. Uh, but anyway, I'm here to talk about Dread, which is just oozing cool. It's like a Carpenter movie. The music's great. The thumping sort of music. The it's very pulsing. The music and all that sort of stuff. And you've got this, yeah. the slow mo drug that gives it this. These kind oh these, yeah, such slow-mo. a cool effect. Um, yeah, I love. I love the my only my, my only actual complaint about the movie itself is that so right, i'm gonna put the spoiler i'm gonna hold my hand up for spoilers you could come back with my hands down so at the end of the movie when he kills lena headache character he, he ejects her with slow motion first before he pushes her off so she fought because this building has like a like a central sort of shaft right so you can sort of like throw him down the middle and mm-hmm. he throws her down the middle of the building and because she's on the slow-mo drug and everything appears really slow motion she's like going down slow like really ultra slow and it's really kind of cool my only complaint about this movie is that it cuts away before you see her face splat against the concrete. I wanted it in slow motion. I was oh, so I ready for it. I to see
1: it. Like I, 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 like that we got. We I mean, you get so much of it already. There's so I, much
0: blood in dread. But she was so awful. <laughs> I, she I needed to see her comeuppance. I need to. But that—that's okay. Spoiler over. Um, but yeah, uh, Dread's fantastic. Full of colorful characters. I thought Anderson was great in it as well. I liked the actress who played her. Okay. Um. Yeah, so really good, and I am I don't so, really know her from anything else. Yeah, me but, neither. But I am so pissed that they never um uh, made enough money to do a sequel. I'm hoping this TV show that Netflix is apparently behind. Yeah, I heard
1: about the TV show, my, but I I want another movie.
0: Yeah, if if they get Carl Orban for it, and you know he's the sort of sort of actor who could do a TV. I mean, he's doing the boys; like he's he's at that level that they could get him. Uh. I'd, yeah, I'd and I
1: know TV is really good right now, obviously, but like. I don't know. I want I want something special. I want a special little package. Mm-hmm. Dread too. <laughs> That's what I want.
0: For yeah, Christmas. Good. I want Car- I want more Carl Open Dread make it happen world. Yeah. Please. Uh what is your number 9? Uh
1: my number 9 is Arrival. Hey. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is a very special science fiction film about like you said about first contact about communication it's nice to get after like all the 90s disaster films and aliens are evil it, it was it was really nice to get a movie where aliens were just here to help they were you know they were totally benign <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> they were
1: not here to try to take our resources or to fight off it had a it had a very interesting uh message um about communication and um i i like the the language design i like the uh i don't care for the alien design but whatever they just look like hands yeah
0: actually i said something during close encounters when we reviewed close encounters i think i said arrivals a better version of close encounters and i'll just repeat it here (laughs) arrivals a better version than close encounters
1: I really love Close Encounters, but uh, Arrival is a more specific version of that. And it is also. Um, and just, it, just just for I the record. It's more centered. Close... It, it's more centered on her journey mm. um, just with depression and love. And if you know something bad's going to happen, do you go through it anyway? And, you know.
0: Just um, uh, for the record, Tara, uh, Close Encounters was about communication. That's why I put that out there.
1: Oh yeah, God, I'm still bringing that up.
0: Okay, well, <laughs> oh, that was a good callback. Anyone who watched that review is going to get a kick out of me <laughs> saying that. Come on. Yes,
1: yes, and uh, Arrival is also a very good movie about communication. Um, yeah, totally love it. I love the design. I love the I love the look of the the spaceship. It's just this big like egg <laughs> floating like. <laughs> Uh, perpendicular to the ground that's so bizarre looking and um very very cool 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 movie it's
0: a very cool movie i agree uh my number nine funnily enough is ex machina so yeah yeah just just one (laughs) slot away from each other um ex machina uh i mean you basically said everything but like like performances are very good in this at least with candor i'd never seen anything before kind of stole the movie and Mm -hmm. i i do love i won't say what it is but i love the ending i love just the little like it's it's not like super dark like it's mean it's dark but like it has this kind of like like i can see this turning into a skynet situation but we're not even close to that yet this is early days in in the learning cycle and it's just kind of this curiosity the
1: dangers of like of putting making something human that isn't you know and, and uh what kind of manipulation it can ha- that can happen through that you know it's it, it's yeah it's really good <laughs>
0: yeah really, really <laughs> very good stuff provoking film it's thought provoking it's um <sighs> yeah it's one of those things where it's just every time he goes to talk to her because they have all these one-on-one interviews there's this kind of mm-hmm. tone to it that just feels really cool and i like that the, t- the tech does feel very just like you know in the near future. It doesn't feel like it's hundreds of years in the future. It feels no, like...
1: it feels not too distant future. Yeah,
0: it feels just a slicker version of what we already have. Plus, he's you know, he's got this AI built kind of thing. Uh, yeah. So I really like that. Um, what is your number eight?
1: My number eight? There's going to be a lot of, like, repeats here. Okay. <laughs> is Annihilation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I loved this movie. I loved the... Uh, I, I love all the leads I, it, It's kind of weird to see A film of With like Just four females Like going in to do um, Something that the men couldn't do But it was just a Like a weird experiment And I I really like Natalie Portman a lot In this movie and I don't always Like I think she's fine but I, it, she, she sold it as someone Who is like brilliant and also an ex-soldier and i uh i just love the i I love how beautiful the movie is Uh, when you first see that that um that buck that that deer with the big antlers and it's all like white and it has these like flowers growing out of it you're like what is this like it's beautiful and alien and something's not right uh like it shouldn't exist but (laughs) it does and it's a there's so many questions and uh, it's i just love the dreamlike and it's also very horrifying yeah like it's beautifully it's, horrifying i mean
0: there's been a couple that this would apply to but i mean I'll, I'll just use it here for this one this is very philosophical science fiction
1: yeah and it's um you know i think i think maybe even midsummer takes from this idea of something being uh something that like you can beautiful but horrifying I don't know I see a lot of it in it but mm. it's uh it was a special film when I saw it and I I really loved it
0: yeah uh, my number eight is Guardians of the Galaxy uh, oh yeah. that is
1: so high <laughs> it's
0: really high I love the first Guardians I think like the pacing of this movie is perfect it ramps up it never slows down it introduces a, a cast of like you know the, the the six seven core characters. Obviously, there's five on the team, but there's a couple of other ones. But like it makes them all so likable. Yeah. yeah, you love them all being together. You love like it's, it's insanely funny because I I just think Marvel suffers from its formula a lot, where it feels like it has to insert this type of humor into everything. But Guardians is one of the movies where it really sort belongs to these characters. It really suits these characters, mm-hmm. um, and I think James Gunn uh made kind of like my type but you know like like i don't think it's a it's not it's not a a coincidence that i'm a big fan of something like firefly and then this movie kind of comes along and gives me the team of misfits who end up get banging you know banding together to save the save the galaxy right it's very much my kind of thing is the, the team of misfits it's one of my my favorite type of setups for a group like this um yeah and, you know, the characters are all very likable. I love Rocket. and Because I didn't really know how any of these were before. Like, I didn't know who Guardians of the Galaxy was before I'd seen this movie. This was a new concept to me. Uh, and when I left the movie, I was sold. I was like, yeah, I'm into this. Are the comics good? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what should I go read? Because th- 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 these were great. Like, um,
1: Yeah, it was a risk for Marvel because they were pretty much playing it safe up until Guardians came out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Face, face... I think
1: because Guardians was such a hit. Uh, they're willing to take more chances after that.
0: And to be fair, and some of
1: them, you know, didn't work like in humans, but whatever. <laughs> At least they took a chance.
0: Well, I mean, Mar- Marvel just didn't do that because that was t- that was Marvel TV, which was a different company, basically. Was
1: supposed to be a movie? And it then was originally became a TV show, yeah. and
0: then. But the weird thing is, is that they can just do any because they've kind of, I've established that those TV shows are not part of the continuity now, because, I mean, they've cast uh, Mahershala Ali's Blade, and that, that says, okay, so I guess Luke Cage. I know, just- I
1: can't wait. What a perfect casting.
0: So, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see, but uh, Guardians for me, is my second favorite Marvel movie for the record, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, um and I hold it very highly. uh you know even though sometimes i get a bit fatigued with the marvel movies i get a bit fatigued with how many of them are they're going to be at for a year starting very soon um you know
1: i always say that and then i go to the, watch the movie i'm like i liked it it was fun yeah i, I, ex- <laughs> but I, I will say i do get really excited when something mm. that is coming out that looks like a blockbuster but it's not a, a superhero movie i'm like oh I am really like gonna hold on to this. Yeah, like, there are a couple on my list here also that are gonna come up,
0: like Tenet, which I guess we'll be reviewing because it's a sci-fi movie. We didn't really Bridge know that. We didn't know that for sure, but I think the the, the trailer definitely confirms it. The new one, like there's science fiction um, yeah. happening. Uh, definitely. So that's a, that's an ace ace joint that oh. one.
1: Suck it, Connor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh. So. Yes, that was that was my number eight. So you're number seven, Ron.
1: Okay. Uh, my number seven is Godzilla.
0: <laughs> oh I can respect it. I can respect it. I know. I
1: know it's really high, but I mean, like I said, you know, I I did get a little bit of superhero fatigue and then here comes the king of the monsters, Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And it was it was so just like i i mean i sort of brought it up already but i just i love the scale in this movie and i know they they try to do it again in, in king kong and i i think it really just proves that gareth edwards like knew what he was doing in it because i, I don't do think kong Island, it does is successful as
0: successful as this no i mean, it's, it's fun for what it is but it's not particularly you know Great. Like, actually, I just realized something. That just when you were uh, saying you had, I was I was thinking about what was actually out in twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen was actually a pretty good year for blockbusters because twenty fourteen was Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Godzilla, Interstellar. Like, that's a mm-hmm. pretty solid lineup. Because I I feel like this past year for blockbusters has been pretty. You know, I mean, End Game obviously was the biggest thing ever, but um, you know, yeah, I n- guess. Name a few more.
1: <laughs> I. I mean, we we already kind of gushed about Godzilla, but it's higher on my list because I just I really wanted to have something that was different from the superhero and I got Godzilla and yeah, you can complain about whatever the human characters I didn't care, like they were just a vessel for me to eventually Mm -hmm. get to Godzilla and because it was such a, a tease throughout the whole film when we actually got The big battle at the end, it was, I mean, what a payoff. It was beautiful. I I could have cried when he had this atomic breath (laughs) because at that point I just forgot about it, you know? And then his tail starts glowing up and it's like, oh my God, he's going to do it. I I forgot that Godzilla could do this because I was so into it. And yeah.
0: It was magical. It was a magical experience. It was a magical
1: movie experience. And I I think I, I, I put it up on my list. There's a couple of these on here. I I put them up higher on my list because I find myself always defending them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw this movie with my sister who is a huge fan of Breaking Bad and wanted to see Godzilla versus...
0: Heisenberg. <laughs> Heisenberg. <laughs> that's what the trailers
1: were. And we left the movie and I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And she said, but Brian Cranston...
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Would I have liked more Brian Cranston? Like,
1: her her theatre experience was ruined.
0: Don't get me wrong. Like, would I have liked more Brian Cranston? Sure. But, like, it's not like the plot justified for him to have any more to do. So, it was, you know, it's whatever. Um, So, very good. Very good. Uh, My number seven is War for the Planet of the Apes, uh, which you have already talked about. So,
1: yeah, that was my number 13.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, this like I, I had such an emotional experience during this film because I, at this point, like you know, Rise gained my respect, Dawn kind of blew me away, and then but at this point, I'm so invested in Caesar's story, I'm so invested in what's happening with them, that and like, it's
1: hard, it's hard to land the trilogy.
0: It really is, like, and like this was the thing that me and uh, Connor did our top ten trilogies at some point uh, mm-hmm. earlier this year, and. Like I realized that with with the completion of this one, it's like oh hey, like we actually have like another trilogy that this fighting for like a really high rank because, you know, this is higher than some of the other big ones. Like it really is. Um, but I used you know like it's, it's the touching emotional ending. Um, it it, it does this great thing where uh, Caesar's kind of in a, a prisoner camp for a while and they're working essentially as forced labor slave as slaves, and like basically look. Like, I don't think I have ever felt so uplifted, and when he as, as a as a big moment where he could like sort of choose to attack and sort of start a bit of a revolution, and he kind of like chooses to take the higher grounds. And, and I don't mm. know, this is a beautiful, like he's a wonderful character. I just I can't I can't speak speak, speak high enough for for this trilogy. So love why, you, Caesar. War <laughs> for the War for the Pylades, pl- <laughs> pl- number seven. What is your number six?
1: My number six is another movie that I find myself defending a lot and because i the talk boy. it up so much no wait, that's it is Sorry. higher up on my list
0: hmm? i said the boy oh no wait that's tim i no, mean uh <laughs> it is tomorrowland whoa yeah <laughs> <laughs> i know it's high
1: but i really love this movie i love i love um just like you, like you mentioned before, optimism. I mean, that's like the central part of the film. It reminds me of like the old Disney films that we used to get, uh, like Escape from Witch Mountain, that has like this charm to it um, because it feels like a movie that could have come from that time, and uh, it's it's just so positive and. Yeah, I know the message is not always easy for people here, but like it is important. Like this is the the main thing that we're going through right now. It's like how how do we want our generation to be remembered? I think we're going to be remembered as the people who knew better and did it anyway. So why not like leave something better for the for humanity? And I I like I like these movies, and I, I like this movie a lot
0: <laughs> hey i appreciate the balls and the placement of this one i do mm-hmm. i appreciate it i'm still mad I, about, I know. I, i'm still mad I know about i'm
1: the, a rare breed but i, I, I
0: <laughs> i'm still mad about the dual placement at number 25 but um <laughs> some respect has been somewhat earned uh my number six is gravity uh from 2013 this is alfonso curon's Uh, Sandra Bullock, pretty much one woman show, Um, you know, there's a little bit of other characters early on, but very quickly it becomes just her and,
1: yeah, what a ride (laughs) yeah,
0: this this is like a thrill ride, it's so suspenseful and it's, it's, again it's all, much like The Martian, there's a lot of problem solving and trying to think things through and she's so isolated and she's so alone, but there is a human story at the centre of it, it's about her kind of accepting something and uh, one of my favorite pieces of music from the decade from a movie is the music that plays as and I, I mean, male spoiler I guess, but I mean as, as she's descending to Earth there is this wonderful music that I think is absolutely stunning, I think the, the ending is perfect, I think it's one of the best endings uh, of, of of the decade, because it's just it's, mm-hmm. it's the perfect thing, like it's almost like they're doing forced photography here where she looks like She's taller than she should. be. Like, it's almost like there's like small trees, and she's looks like, much taller than them. As if she feels really big, and it isn't. But it just feels that way because mm-hmm. she, she feels she's standing tall. Um, it's just an incredible journey, and it was an it's an experience. I, I saw it, like yeah three times in the theater. Uh, because wow. I I, loved I only it.
1: saw it once, and I did see it in three D, and I was you know glad that I did see it in three D because oh, it is it's a ride, you know.
0: I'm a weirdo who saw it three times in two D. <laughs> because because at that point i was i was no i'm I'm done with 3d i'm done screw it -hmm. screw it hard so um gravity my number six absolutely wonderful um and probably my favorite alfonso curran film which is maybe controversial some people say what not children of men or not uh you know roma or not whatever but um no gravity uh what is your number five
1: uh, my number five is a really fun movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. It's Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs>
0: oh, OK. All
1: right. I love this movie. I think it is so, so brilliant. I, I do like you already mentioned his his journey from becoming uh, from going from a, a coward to being a hero. Um, you get to watch him die in fun ways. It's sort of a video game that gets serious all of a sudden. Um, I like the design of the aliens, even. like, I think they're mm. pretty cool. just the the idea of using Groundhog Day in a war film um, to defeat an enemy that you don't understand. like it's 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 a pretty decent war film also, which is a genre of movies I really like. And we get an an awesome female lead in in uh the Full Metal Bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I can't remember Emily Blunt's name. I'm just going to say Full Metal Bitch.
1: <laughs> I can't remember her character name. Right,
0: oh, no. But yeah, she's Full Metal Bitch. Yeah.
1: Um, no, I, she's great. I, 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 gen- I genuinely just love this movie. Stupid title, but start to finish, the movie's <laughs> great. Um, just very smart. And I, I hear it's based on an anime, so that's the closest anime we'll ever get on my
0: List. I think it was a manga, actually. Okay. But I mean, whatever. Same difference. <laughs> um, I um was was it upsetting as I was like picking some of your really high picks in my teens. <laughs> I was like this one, and this one. You're like this is like my top five. <laughs> like, well,
1: it's gonna be a lot of repeats. Yeah. But maybe he'll forget by the time I get there. <laughs>
0: mm. Okay, so that was your no, number it's okay. five.
1: These are. I mean, mm. these aren't just like the best twenty five movies. They're our favorite twenty five oh, yeah. movies of decade and yeah Edge of Tomorrow was really high on my list
0: alright my number 5 is a film that you have not seen and it's one that I actually put in the schedule for soon because I want you to see it <laughs> oh, this, I think I know which one yeah, this is Coherence uh, this is a, a film from 2013 and it deals with the idea of parallel worlds kind of um, can you say that one more time parallel worlds <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Does my dialect unusual no, such you?
1: a challenging word for, for the Scots.
0: <laughs> yeah, lots of R's and L's together do not, you know... I, I, I can't do... Uh, uh, literally, for example, is another word that I, I can struggle with. Um, but this movie is really simple. It's a group of characters at a dinner party in a house. There's a comic going overhead. And basically weird things start to happen and it begins to question like you know like are there other versions of them around somewhere um, or is there someone spying on us or is there like and it, it's so inventive and just full of wonderful ideas and it's such a nice little low budget just like smart film that just really plays around with all the concepts that it's playing with and you feel like you're kind of like piecing, piecing the puzzle together as you're watching it and like, it's just is
1: really it good
0: stuff. Is it kind of, uh, like, Twilight Zone-esque? You know, I guess in a way it can, maybe has a little bit. Like, uh, it's maybe a little more... It's kind of like a Twilight Zone meets, like, a... Like, a sort of indie drama, I guess. Like, it's, they sort of combine those two things together and maybe you get, you get coherence. Mm. Uh, but I'm actually really looking forward to, to doing this on the show. Uh, and not just because it stars Nicholas Brendan, who is, of course, on the hit television show... Buffett the Vampire Slayer, so there you go. Yeah, a stand-up guy. And I, I did. I, okay, okay, yes, he's not the greatest person in real life. I, like, I, I, concede, but like, <laughs> that is beside the point. Um, also, um, I did my little head nod, which Tara pointed out I do every time I say Buffer the Vampire Slayer." I didn't do it that time because I was kind of, you know. Mhm. But hey, <laughs> all right. Number five score here you is,
1: all your ticks. Uh,
0: what is your number four?
1: my number four is Mad Max Fury Road
0: <laughs> oh, 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 oh. well I'll just jump in my number four is also Mad Max Fury Road what? Yeah, <laughs> it
1: happened,
0: it finally happened um, I suspect it will happen one more time <laughs> <laughs> mate. Um, yes yeah, so you can could, you could start it off, you, you, you got there first but technically, I mean it's the same as entry but you know what I mean, go
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw this movie like four times in the theater because I kept trying to get other people to go see it. <laughs> and again, it was, it was a movie that definitely won the Comic Con of that year when they premiered the trailer. And it was just like, what is this? I didn't know I wanted this until now. The the, how can you make something so ugly or not ugly, but like something that should Desolate. be plain looking like a, a desert, just so beautiful. And I love all the lore that they create for this. Um, I'm not as familiar with the original Mad Max movies. I've seen, I've seen them. Um, I saw the first one more recently, but uh, it, it is very different from this. Mm-hmm. And the. Uh, the the stunts in the movie are unbelievable like yeah, there really is no substitution for practical it's, stunt yeah it's,
0: it's stunts and it's uh, actual stunt drivers and the mm-hmm. whole movie's one big chase scene essentially that's the kind of the pitch of it is like it's a it's just one it's, big it's chase very
1: scene. simple but like
0: it it works tom like. hardy's great charlie Steron's great in it um the mm-hmm. music uh Fantastic. There's a one track in particular, Rollers and Arms, that I have listened to uh, quite a bit uh, from this one. Um, it's just a relentless action film, or sorry, an unrelenting action film is what I meant to say. Um, that you know, obviously uses its post apocalyptic set and uses the, the type of characters because the villain's like this the, like this demonic little fat asshole with like a reader mm-hmm. mask on, and it's just so cyberpunk looking and like, yeah, um, and it's radio car and it's funny it's, it's almost like i almost wonder if this came out a few years later if there'd be a bigger like incel like complaint fest about how feminist it is because i feel like it came out before like because i i mean let's be honest it was probably uh force awakens that kind of started that like movement if you will as we know oh, today because
1: people were like yeah. calling or mary sue or whatever
0: yeah i, I yeah, feel like, I, I feel like it really got that I feel like the oh, there's women in this being strong complaint is something that's kind of developed since then, and I it's don't because
1: men have always feared women. It's true. I mean, that's why we have witches in history. Mm-hmm. Like men are afraid of the power that women have over them.
0: Yeah, you terrify me.
1: I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, you you guys haven't heard a cackle. I heard a cackling once. It was uh. <laughs> it was a scary sight um but no you're right you're right um that's totally a, a thing um and even in this movie like the villains trying to control the women around them and charlie sterling's kind this character who's going to break them free because like someone has to um and she is this badass character and max is this companion to it rather than someone who comes into it be like, i'll be the hero little ladies you just sit back like no no it's it's she's still very much the pro- protagonist throughout it's the film it's very
1: much furious movie yeah yeah um
0: it's stunning. Max it's just great. trying to get his car. There was there was basically a point where I think the, the, what I said on Twitter. This is weird because actually it's weird that I've been on Twitter for like more enough years now that I'm, I'm I'm having Twitter memories from like five years ago. But like I remember coming home from Twitter and my, my, my review basically just being so. Uh, there's at one point there's one of the cars is basically just like a flatbed and there's a guitarist with a wall of amplifiers behind him and the yeah. guitar also happens to shoot <laughs> fire.
1: <laughs> and What's his I, name like Doof Doofman or something. Something of
0: that. And I just said that sums up the movie. Describing that one <sighs> okay. vehicle sums up the movie. Um,
1: yeah. I love it. I love all the people playing like the big drums on the back too.
0: My my only my only complaint, and even the way they worship steering wheels, like they've got this big pile of steering wheels. They have to pick one up mm-hmm. to, before they can drive. Like my only complaint about the whole movie, honestly, my only little nitpick is that there's one little section about two thirds through that shot day for night, and I hate day for night with a passion. And it just looks blue. Oh, blue, a blue filter yeah. night yeah
1: i accept it in this film but i also i i never like it but mm-hmm. i think it's okay in this one because i it, it's not just that it's it's clearly daylight because there's a lot of shadows but all the actors are like squinting <laughs> 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 you know but it, the movie is so uh saturated in color already that i it doesn't really take me out that it's I, wonder,
0: a I, I never actually watched the black and white version, I wonder if the black and white helps that, that section. I wonder, I've wonder.
1: i never seen it either yeah,
0: the, the, the blood and chrome version I think it's called um, <laughs> but uh, yeah so that's both of our number fours um, which leads you to your number three
1: my number three is definitely not yours it is Blade Runner 2049 <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean this movie surpasses the the first one uh, so much. I mean, I don't even really like the first one. We have a review of it, and my score is not very generous. Um, <laughs> but I I really really love that uh, Denis Villeneuve took the the ideas of the first film that were that were intriguing but were never really explored and like explored them I, and really the. Like, they answer a lot of questions right away, but there's, like, there's one big riddle overall that you're trying to get towards. Every scene is, like, a photograph, uh, something you want to put on your wall. Like, it, it's a it's a beautiful movie. It's, um... Uh, I, I, I don't know. It, it feels... I wish more people saw it. <laughs> right. I tried to get a lot of people to see it, but no, nobody would... I <laughs> I think because of the length of the film, but oh, I don't feel early. the length when I watch it. You know, it's yeah. I know it's a long. That there's a really wonderful scene in like this Vegas like area uh, where like all these holograms, like Elvis mm-hmm. and people are popping up during a fight. Um, I also I just love the uh, the the exploration of of love and you know what is what what makes a What makes a a real relationship you know it kind of explores um that with and between an android and like a hologram and like it goes even further than the first movie did and it's uh i I think it's a beautiful film
0: i love it i uh, this is a frustrating film for me because i wanted to love it and there's a lot (laughs) of things in the movie i like But there's some stuff that just held it back a bit for me. I think it might work better for me in a rewatch. Admittedly, when I'm going to be in the mood to do the theory... I mean, we're going to have to review it at some point, I suppose, so that'll be a good excuse. But, um, like, it's just... uh, uh, Jared Leto's character, I hate. I I would cut everything with him out of the film. You don't even need him. He's superfluous. He really is. Um, The actual villain who's chasing the the characters throughout the film could just be the villain. And, like, we could refer to it there being a boss, but we never need to see him, because he never adds it into the movie anyway. He just... Shows up in as a Jared Little asshole for you know fifteen minutes at a time because they're long scenes. They don't just it doesn't just shop at shop for like a quick second. He's, Would it he, be
1: okay if it wasn't Jared Leto? Like, is it just him?
0: I think it's a. But a little, if it
1: was someone else playing the 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 part, do you think you'd be okay with it still?
0: I think it's a little of A and a little of B. I, I think I still have problems with the, the character in general because I, I don't like Jared Leto yeah. very much either. And but, even in
1: the movie, I'm just like, I can get over these parts, yeah. but it's not enough for me to to lower the movie like I really did love my mm. experience watching this film
0: um, and I think anytime it referenced the relationship in the first movie like, whenever that was like meant to be the emotional crux of a scene there's one in, it's with a Jared Leto scene in fact uh, where they really mm-hmm. sort of try to sort of play that, that that up that I kind of like, well, I hated this relationship in the first one, so I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling nothing here. But
1: Me too, but I don't know why. It works for me in this movie.
0: Hey, it may work better for me in a second viewing because I, like, I don't dislike it. There's lots of stuff in here that looks and sounds fantastic and there's a lot of... Uh, like I, I like that the, the investigation side of it is definitely more interesting than anything was, the, the investigation mm-hmm. stuff in the original film, so... Uh, it is what it is. Um, so it might, you know... I mean go up I knew I this it again. wasn't
1: going to be anywhere near your list but I I think there's a lot of people who are glad to see it represented at least somewhere not, <laughs> on
0: there, was on a, list. there was an <laughs> argument for it maybe scraping the bottom there was like it, it almost did but like I need to see it again and it might, it might you know I, I may come through it and have a completely fresh perspective because there was a lot of things I did like I liked you know a lot of the emotional journey for the two characters and kind of where it ended and some, some of the stuff. But anyway, that's your number three. My number three is Under the Skin, uh, which you've probably forgotten that I even brought it up yet because you talked about it ages ago. Um, I,
1: I knew it was going to be high up on your list.
0: This movie. Yeah, it was my
1: number 17.
0: This movie is just such a tone piece. Like, you're just, you're, you're, you're with her as she's stalking the streets looking for her next victim. And it's just, like, you feel kind of like dirty and not not in like a not no, in a I sexy agree. way but like in a like it's kind of like um one of the things i love uh, the maniac remake which is the entire film shot from the pov of the killer like you feel like oh agree me that you're you're kind yeah, of you want her yeah you
1: want her to get the the guy you know yeah. you want her to pick someone up like every time she pulls up next to somebody and says hey you, where, how are you doing you need a ride somewhere and they're like uh no thank you um go away
0: like yeah. ah dang she missed it <laughs> and it's and like it, it feels so authentic because it is shot in like real places and you know there's a, there was a p- part later on in the film where she's in like a small village and i've never I mean, i've never been to that village i, don't, I have no idea what it is but it looks like every small village that you might find in the countryside like you know it mm-hmm. just looks real um and like seeing her like go through this and like have this because one of the things i always hate about movies that are scottish well, not all of them but a lot of them is they always really have to shove the fact that they're Scottish in your face. What I love about this is that it just happens to be set in Scotland. The story has nothing to do <laughs> with people wearing kilts or drinking iron brew or you know bagpipes playing in the background because all that stuff. I watched
1: me. it, I didn't know it was Scottish,
0: of course not. Um, I thought
1: it was like Icelandic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, um, but like. She, 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 her performance is great and you have this kind of rawness to it where like she preys upon these men, she lures the men and we see like, every time it happens, because it's a very repetitive film kind of intentionally, but every time it repeats we get more of the, the, the sort of the the money shot as it were the, the killing or, or, or whatever's happening to them, right? Like mm-hmm. You get more of it every time and obviously it's about her kind of eventually deciding that she doesn't want to do that. She starts to grow something of a conscience because like she eventually picks someone that like is nice to her and she can't quite bring herself to just end his life and it, it, it really she uh, pities him yeah uh, so it's a really stunning film it makes some really harsh points it's a really depressing film actually the ending the ending is actually really sad because it it basically paints a really negative light on humanity <laughs> um, and yeah I'll leave it at that but uh, Under the Skin my number three What is Tara's number two?
1: My number two is a movie that I missed in theaters and rented it and then rented it again and again and then said, screw it. I have to own this movie. I love this movie. It is fun and kind of dumb at parts, but I just I love it. It's dread.
0: (laughs) (laughs) which fun i we, love this movie by <laughs> the way we never mentioned this but alex garland who did annihilation and x machina was also the right one of the writers at least on this oh really he was involved i think i knew that and and there's, the, the, there's, out. there's even buzz that uh the director like he ended up like directing a lot of it because the director something was wrong i don't know like the... oh, you no know,
1: actually i think i did hear about yeah. this
0: I think that was actually kind of because this, this was 2012, so this was before Ex Machina, so this almost ended up kind of half being his first movie, but it's all kind of unofficial. Like He's not credited as director. but he...
1: Well, then all of his movies are in my top ten. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, they're almost... I had Annihilation at 11, so it was almost...
1: Yeah.
0: Actually, I, had I just Ex realized...
1: Annihilation at 10, Annihilation at 8, and Dread at 2. I, I, I love Dread.
0: <laughs> I, I had them at 11, 10, and 9. I actually had them in order. Dread was in between the two. He directed. I even noticed that. That's kind of funny. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yes Dread's fantastic, as you say.
1: It is. I, I. It is simplistic. It's. It. Unfortunately, it makes me, you know, not like the 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 '90s one that I know you have a soft spot for. But I I can't help but watch it and think. But it could have been like this. <laughs> Like, why does he have to take the helmet off? Because we get we get that in this movie. He never takes the helmet off, and it's beautiful. We just get his scowl the whole movie. I'm the law. He's so great. I pretty. am
0: the law. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Uh, even when I was making my list, I was surprised it was so high. But damn it, if I don't let this film. <laughs>
0: Actually well done. this is nothing for the audio people, but this will make more sense for the people watching the video.
1: Now <laughs> <Yeah>, it. <I'll do. laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 All right uh, dread's wonderful yes. my number two and I know what your number one is now. I don't know what <laughs> it is. my number two is inception. <laughs> so, Inception is like Inception is one of those movies that like I kind of saw and it kind of like I left the theater just sort of walk. I had a spring in my step because it was like I just experienced something that I had never experienced before. It was this, there's this new, mm-hmm. new type of movie. Uh, even though yeah, okay, it's kind of a heist movie. Yes, it takes beats from that, and um, but like i will go as far to say this might have the best like ending of any of the movies on these on these lists um like from the moment like there's waking up happening and then hans zimmer's possibly hans zimmer's best piece of music plays uh time from inception as that plays out over the the closing like three or four minutes is absolutely like i'm just so into it by that point like the entire journey the, the building of the team the setting the rules explain what the rules are the rules affecting how action plays out in the scene um mm-hmm. to getting the emotional side of it um and yeah you can pick holes in the plot if you know if i if, if i had if i had a dollar for every asshole who said why don't Michael king just fly his family to <laughs> france like I, I get it right but then we wouldn't have a movie <laughs> so piss off <laughs> right
1: yeah why you can't say it about the eagles in lord of the rings
0: <laughs> okay fine but the movie's still really boring like <laughs> hard
1: hard disagree yeah, of, course you, of course you
0: do um so that's like i love the end i love like you know it's one of those things like and i remember yeah, feeling I like do too and i want to it, say- it
1: is fun it's plus i mean i i did see it in the theaters and then that ending happens and you're like the, the whole theater just goes oh like yeah I either <laughs> mad but also like excited about
0: yeah the, theater, the fact
1: that they, the director did that to
0: them the theater was the theater was packed and I remember like I th- I'm pretty sure there was an audible like noise like when it cut to the title yeah. right oh definitely there was a groan and it's one of those things where and I'm not saying that everyone else in the in the room didn't also think the same thing I did but like when it comes to stuff like this, it was kind of like the the final episode of Watchmen that we did recently, where, like, Mm -hmm. there's that moment where you... Like, I know how this is going to end. I know exactly when this is going to cut to the black. Mm -hmm. And I respect it. There's a moment, like, at the end of Inception where I'm sitting watching it and I'm going... The first time through, I'm like, I know when this is going to cut, but I really hope it just stays a second longer. Just stay that second longer. Give me it. Give me it. And it doesn't... And you don't need it to. And when we get to reviewing this, I'll actually... I'll give you my full theory as to why why the ending's not ambiguous but <laughs> but uh, i i like i love it i love it so much um nolan does event movies that are standalone and he has the he has the, the clout to just go out and spend 150 million dollars on a movie that isn't a sequel mm-hmm. that isn't a reboot it's just an original idea that he came up with and for the most part they tend to end up pretty good Uh, if not amazing and this is probably his best film and I'm excited about Tanette because Tanette has given me some serious vibes it's making me feel this feels like 2020 10 years later this is going to be 10 years after Inception uh, we're going to get Tanette and it feels like this is back in that kind of wheelhouse
1: yeah great trailer I'm excited for it
0: I love it Uh, so I'm pretty sure we both have the same number one Um, should we do some honorable mentions at least (laughs) <laughs> well, no. Well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna do is as um, before we say our number ones, we're both gonna recap. But since since I'm pretty sure we okay. both have the exact same number one, don't say your number one. Just recap. Go 25 through number two. Just read them out in a list. Look, give, give Give me. Give me them.
1: Okay. So number 25 is Star Wars Into Darkness. Uh, number 24 <laughs> is Tron Legacy. Number 23 is Star Trek Beyond. Number 22 is Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2. Number 21 is Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Number 20, Thor Ragnarok. Number 19, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Number 18, Interstellar. Number 17, Under the Skin. 16 is 10, Cloverfield Lane. 15, Captain Marvel. 14, Star Wars The Last Jedi. 13, War for the Planet of the Apes. 12 Inception, 11 The Martian, 10 Ex Machina, 9 Arrival, 8 Annihilation, 7 Godzilla, 6 Tomorrowland, 5 Edge of Tomorrow, 4 Mad Max Fury Road, 3 Blade Runner 2049, 2 Dread.
0: As far as your number 25 is concerned, to quote uh, one of the best sci-fi movies of the 80s, to quote Kurt Russell from The Thing, when he loses his chest against the computer and pours his whiskey into the into the, the floppy slot out of anger, he simply utters the phrase, Cheating Bitch. <laughs> 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 so I would like to present that that moment as my response to your t- number 25. <laughs> <laughs> so- Still always
1: into darkness? <laughs>
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know what you did Um, alright so to recap my list so far 25 was Star Trek beyond 24 was Ad Astra 23 was Tomorrowland 22 10, 10 Cloverfield Lane 21 Interstellar 20 Monsters 19 is Rise of the Planet of the Apes 18 Godzilla 17 Beyond the Black Rainbow 16 The Martian 15 Edge of Tomorrow 14 Arrival 13 Turbo Kid 12 Another Earth, 11 Annihilation, 10 Dread, 9 Ex Machina, 8 Guardians of the Galaxy, 7 War for the Planet of the Apes, 6 Gravity, 5 Coherence, 4 Mad Max Fury Road, 3 Under the Skin, and 2 Inception. Which leads us to the inevitability where we both have the same number (laughs) 1. Creed. <laughs> I'll let you say it. You've been going first. You can get to you get to say number one, which is clearly also mine.
1: It is Don of the Planet of the Apes. There's apes on horses. Of course it's number one.
0: <laughs> I mean that's not my reason, but yeah, yes, it's Don of the Planet of the Apes. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, this movie's special. This movie is what science fiction should be. This is about exploring real human problems through the lens of science fiction. And we have the faction of the the apes, the faction of the humans. We have characters on both sides who want to make peace. But we also have Mm -hmm. characters on both who don't want peace. And we see the tragedy play out before our eyes. And you care and you feel lost. You want them to work out. Every time I watch this movie, even though I know how it ends, I'm sitting there saying to myself... Just please this time work it out.
1: Let's just have some peace. Yeah. Guys, let's just let's please. just share. Let's just share the world.
0: Please work it out. This, this is the movie that made me like Jason Clarke and he's been in nothing but trash ever since. And every time I know, I always <laughs> root for him because of this movie. Oh man, Winchester, Terminator Genisys, like he's just he's in a pet cemetery remake. Like, he's just in trash, endless trash. <laughs> Damn it, Jason Clark. Pick some good movies. We're also rooting for you. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Just get a better agent.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I
1: love I love Koba. I mm-hmm. I also root for Toby Kebble because I, I love Koba. You know, it's he's he's such a he, he's a villain, but he represents the side of of Caesar that he knows exists. And like, but you know, he he wants to hate humans also for what they did to him but he also knows that he, he needs to be better than human and Koba just can't let go of that like and, and you also kind of empathize with him you know he has the scars the human yeah. look and it's it's such a beautiful film and it, it's yeah. such a great like
0: but uh, this, is, this is the beautiful thing right is that like you empathize to a point but ultimately not every human did that to you that was a set you know few that did this to you right just like a set few it's like
1: yeah because you know. we we treated them as lesser you know yeah and um
0: but yeah, that's that's it's the be- it's an
1: animal rights movie also yeah
0: this is the beauty of the story though is that like you understand why the bad guys on both sides want the chaos or want to just eliminate the other side you get why they mm-hmm. have that fear but ultimately the true strength comes in realizing and believing that no, there there can be better. We can coexist. There is no reason why we have to be at war. Uh, there's no reason yeah. why we have to hate each other. But like you say, some as some people just can't let go of the you know like Koba, can't let go of the hate. Uh, uh Gary Oldman. <laughs> well, not so much <laughs> can't Ga- get let go. Uh, Gary Oldman's actually a lot more sensible in this. Uh, than it's actually the other guy. Uh, from uh, Fringe and. Oh God, I forgot his name. Um, but he the back the, the sort of main human who causes a lot of trouble. Like he just can't let go of the idea that these are these are not human. That these are apes, and therefore yeah. they are lesser. Um, like I'm going to go out on a limb limb here and say he's probably just an asshole in general. But like he has that attitude, and it like you you, you know this type of person. You know exactly. We've all mm-hmm. met this asshole. We all have. And like for him to ruin the chance of peace, um. And Koba to do what he does as well. Like, you just, your heart is just dropping every time something bad happens. And yeah. it's, uh, yeah. It's, and honestly, the effects are stunning. Like, there's entire sequences of just, like, apes talking to each other through sign language, and it looks amazing. Yeah. The only time the effects falter in this entire movie is the fire towards the end. It's like There's, like, a lot of fire going on, and that looks a bit ropey compared to other stuff.
1: Yeah, I agree. But why this movie I mean that shouldn't be the reason it doesn't have the the Oscar for Best oh, Special no, Effects I agree, I and agree. It, quite frankly it should have the Oscar for every category because it was the best movie <laughs> of that year and it is definitely the best science fiction movie of the decade there was no doubt in my mind when I was making my list which one was number one
0: yeah this was 2014 I'm sure so this would have been um yeah yeah no I agree this this is, mm-hmm. this, is, this is this is what this is a modern science fiction masterpiece that deserves to be at the top here, and uh, clearly for the differences that are on these lists, the fact that we had so many crossover picks and two of which in the top five were at the same number, um, mm-hmm. I think.
1: Uh, I think yeah, I think this. I think this movie like the rest of my list is they're all fantastic films and many of them are are nine point five or ten even but this movie's an 11 like this (laughs) this movie is so far beyond what my expectations were and it it takes the subject matter seriously it elevates it It, it's a it's a great allegory for humanity through the eyes of caesar and um you know it's 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 about so many things <laughs>
0: <For the> record, <laughs> that I-, I
1: think, I think there was no question for either of us that yeah. this one was going to be number one for, um, for the list because it is, I, I think it's superior to all the rest of the films where all the rest of the films, like I, if they moved around a little bit, you know, I would be fine with that list, but, but this one has to be number one.
0: <laughs> yeah. For the record, my top two are tens. If I'm, you know, if I'm telling you what I've rated a 10 on this list, the top two are tens yeah and from there whatever but like you know um but there you go uh i said this is a time for honorable mentions if you want to shout anything else um from from this decade that you think's worth mentioning sure
1: i mean there were some things on your list that um i considered but i didn't put mm-hmm. it on like I, I think gravity is a really fun ride but i have no desire to watch it again and I, it, it didn't make my list because of that mm-hmm. um i liked uh Big Hero 6. I think we decided that was a science fiction film. Yeah, I
0: think that um, That was a
1: fun little animated family film that, you know, we didn't represent on the list, but pretty great.
0: Yeah, I would, uh, mm. and I'm going to steal this from you because I knew you had this because you had to cut it last minute, but uh, I, I think Source Code uh, is worth mentioning. It's not as good as Moon, which was obviously not this decade, but it's a really fun little inventive uh, movie.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I cut that from my list. Um, and, but I, I think uh, I think that was also just
0: a very fun inventive film, um, very unique and well directed. Uh, and I'm going uh, to give, I'm going to give a shout out to something that I know you're not fond of, but I actually surprisingly was really into Pacific Rim, and I I actually really enjoyed the the, the fun of Pacific Rim Uprising, probably mm-hmm. even more um because it. because it was kind of like here's a here's a power rangers movie and i to hell i, I like the power rangers movie more than i expected to
1: yeah i i'll i'll say i like ready player one a lot uh i know a lot of people don't yeah, I, I
0: wasn't super i thought it that. was
1: fun i really enjoyed it i enjoyed all the the chase i enjoyed the shining sequence a lot i i thought ready player one was pretty fun um Attack the Block is also a very good ah, yeah. little, Solid. like, indie film. Uh, the introduction to John Boyega before Star Solid. Wars, it's kind of fun
0: to watch. Yeah. I should um, probably mention The Endless, which we just did recently, because it was that was a really unique, like, again, little indie, low-budget yeah, movie with a, a lot indie. of fun ideas. There um, weren't
1: any real indie films on my list. I tend to stick with the big ones, but, yeah, I guess that's not fair. Um, um, I, I also like a uh, it's called it's a little love story called about time i think that's kind of a fun it, it's it's a love story but it's actually really a story about a father and son and it's a sweet little time travel movie
0: i never um i've never seen it but um i've heard of it I think, I think i remember seeing the trailer when it was coming out uh, one that mm-hmm. i want to throw out there that did very like like honestly like, i kind of like i was swapping this and star trek beyond kind of like frequently until i settled on putting beyond because i wanted the, the fun kind of adventure one but uh mm-hmm. shout out to midnight special uh starring um michael shannon uh and it's basically a story uh, it's like and this was a time after like batman v superman and man of steel where like they just don't understand how to do superman and this movie comes along and it doesn't match up perfectly but it is a better Superman movie <laughs> than either of those. It's a, it's this father who's got this kid who's actually an alien, try to like get him to this mm-hmm. location and protect him because it, people like scientists are after him and it, it's like a really great little story um, and just kinda missed the cut. Uh but I'll give yeah. that a shout. And
1: I, I know you don't like Looper, but I, I really liked Looper when I saw that in the theater too. Oh, but that's, I don't that's remember fair. I don't remember it well enough to add it to my list. So that's why I left it off. Um another one I I really liked it in the theater, but I know it's not <gasps> a good movie. Was uh, Lucy? What? What's the matter?
0: I just realized what I missed, and you missed it as well. What? Give it an honorable mention. This does. This deserves. This deserves to be like top ten, at least maybe even top five. I'm actually really upset. What? Her.
1: Oh, you know, I thought about that when we were talking about. Um, ex machina uh, but i thought maybe it was just different um i, I figured it wasn't in the decade because it wasn't on either of our lists
0: no it is oh okay that's uh, star trek beyond i mean i'm i mean i'm not going to officially change it but for the record star trek Beyond's bumped and <laughs> her has gone up somewhere <laughs> reasonably high
1: yeah her is really good i loved um, her if that is in the right decade then yeah okay fine
0: yes it, it definitely is um so yeah her Okay,
1: I'll, I'll bump Star Wars Into Darkness
0: <laughs> for her. Did, did we just fix your list? Did we just fix your list and get your shitty, I mean, not only the bad movies, but <laughs> this cheating nonsense.
1: Yeah, I we were talking about Ex Machina, and I thought, I her popped in my mind, and I thought, oh, I missed her. And then I realized, oh, that's probably not in the decade. That's why I missed it. Maybe it was 2009.
0: Yeah, of course. Of course, uh, we have to give an honorable mention to Transformers: Age of Extinction for being a, an absolute gem. Of a... I'm kidding. <laughs> that's that's the one with the laminated rape air license. So yeah, <laughs> which is why that one sticks out my well, mind. I didn't see it, so it's not on my list. Uh, uh, did you hear about this scene? This 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 moment? Oh, yeah, you've brought it up. Before. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I I I cringe so bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Anyway, um, right? Any any last honorable mentions you want to throw out there before we? I don't think I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, that has been our top twenty five sci fi movies of the decade. Even though we both shamefully forgot about her.
1: Yeah, I don't know where it would be on my list. I'd have to look it over again. But
0: yeah,
1: I mean, what what counts is number one.
0: Yes, it, it's not number one. But it it would it would be. It would be high. I think it would definitely be in the top ten for me, but oh well. Yeah. Mistakes have been made. For some reason I missed that when I was doing my research to find movies. Me too. It didn't <sighs> pop up on my list, or because I, I googled, like, by mm. year. Very odd. Maybe, maybe they just weren't listening. It's definitely science fiction, but maybe they just weren't listening to that for some reason. That happens sometimes. Uh, but this is just a romantic drama. Yeah, it's also in the well, future, let's and she's it. an AI. Let's do, the,
1: let's do it again. <laughs>
0: This has been over two hours long you're a mad woman uh, <laughs> take two so it's only almost 1am um all right this has been our top 25 science fiction films of the decade you can let us know what your top sci-fi movies are of the decade in the comments or on twitter at the ace podcast you can like and subscribe all the usual things you get on the yeah, is, uh, I already said the twerp, Dig. <laughs> ding the bell on YouTube, make sure you get the notifications. You can support the show and everything we do here at TV uh, by rating the podcast over at Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, more people will find us that way. And you can, of course, also support us financially. Tara, how can people do that?
1: You can check out our Patreon page, it's patreon.com slash MailFuzzTV and donate as low as a dollar per month and you'll get bonus episodes of The Ace. So go check it out.
0: There you go. Yeah, you get a bonus episode every month. The last one was Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Oh, uh, woo I know. Um, so, th- also, thanks to our Patreon producers of David Shaw, Alison M, Fordyce, uh, Cindy Palacios, and Tyler Hess, uh, which means they are the $20 tier or above. So, thank you to them for being the, the producers for the month of December. It may actually be January, but then goes out, but we're recording it in December, so... I have to say it when we record it. That's how it works. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, that is us. That has been a pretty lengthy episode, actually. So hopefully you had fun with this, and uh, you look forward to more countdowns. We do have, a, certainly at the very least, there's a top 10 time travel planned for sometime in April. Mm-hmm. However... Um, do we have to
1: wait till after It now?
0: <laughs> that's a good point. Nah, we can do it before then. It, it just means that once it comes out, like we know we're slotting in somewhere, probably. <laughs> um, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Uh, I, I think you know it's probably worth doing the odd little uh countdown hero there as well um if not the big ones the all you know, the small ones top 25s top tens that kind of thing um so uh, maybe we'll we'll do another one um in the summer something like that uh, if, if I have a, a moment of inspiration I'll have a reason to do to do a, a top 10 um maybe. Yeah, maybe the fun would be uh, doing like a, an old decade in the summer or something like that. Um, mm. But hey, uh, but that is, that is the show that has been the Atomic Cinema Experiment episode. That must be about 40 now. Maybe I was just over 40, but. Um,
1: I don't know why you bother even bringing up what episode number we are, because you can't keep track.
0: <laughs> I know. Oh, I can't keep track. Look, 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 we're, we're way past uh, both our ages now. So, I mean, it's irrelevant.
1: Why is that a marker?
0: I said it's way past. Way past for yeah, both of us. Yeah,
1: but why is age a marker?
0: Well, I, I, for it, episodes. It, well, once we get to like 90 something, it won't be anymore. I don't understand your rules. Then it'll be interesting. I, I, look, look, there was a time when it was similar to my age, then it was a time a few weeks later <laughs> when it was similar to your age. <laughs> and <then laughs> <laughs> okay thank you very much everyone this has been the atomic slam experiment we love you loads keep watching science fiction movies we'll see you next time in computer at salsa Yep,
1: yeah, yeah.